Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we have two special guests with us. We have Dozy O'Harry and Alicia, even though she won't be talking much here. Um, and they are from the organization Choose to Do Inc. So we're really excited to explore more about her nonprofit. But before we get into that, you know what we got to do? We got to tell the people what fed our soul this week. Dozy, Alicia, so happy to have you here. Thank you for having us. Excited to be here. So just real quick, we'll tell you, basically, we're going to share something that fed our soul this week and maybe taught us a lesson or just maybe made us feel good. So be thinking about that because we're going to come straight to you in a few moments. So I was telling the girls before we started the episode that um, I went to Black Market last night. Um, and basically, Black Market is where a whole bunch of uh, Black-owned businesses come together and sell product in one under one building here in Houston. Y'all should come. And so um, I do the photography there. But anyways, there was this lady who came up to me and was like, oh, um, I know you from Soul Filling. And she was like, we, and this is what she said. She says, I, when I first moved to Houston, I went to, y'all did something at Levy Park. Guys, this is before Soul Filling was like, maybe Soul Filling had just got started or something. Because we were, at that time, we had our organization, organization called Inspire Fire, where we just, talked about healthy living and to anybody we could um and so and she's like y'all grown so much since then and that just really warmed my heart because like sometimes you just feel like you're you know we've been doing soul feeling for four years um and we did inspire fire for some years before that and sometimes you just don't feel like like sometimes you don't feel you don't realize like who you're in um impacting or that people see growth because you're like trying to reach these limits and heights and stuff like that that sometimes you're just like you don't you feel stagnant but just to see like someone come up to me and be like oh from soul feeling and this was one of my first events that I went to and you're growing it really just made me feel like okay wow we're still doing something good and she loves the podcast and her name was KP or KB, oh my God, KP or KB from Minneapolis. And she also knows our boy Jadon uh, from the Egos and Opinions podcast. Yes. Yes. So I just want to share the news that really fit my soul. So all you guys out there who are living your dreams and doing everything consistently, just know people see your growth and you're on the right track. Just don't give up because you never know who you're impacting. Girl, 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 girl. That that's beautiful because, like you said, just to piggyback off that, sometimes when we have been doing this for a while, and we feel like, you know, we have these super super high expectations, and it's like sometimes it feel like we're so far off that mark, we feel a little stagnant, like you were saying, and it's like, oh, are we really reaching people out there? Or is our message really getting out to the world? So yeah, that does feel really really good to just hear from somebody that's really out here rocking with us and you know supporting us and saying like y'all are growing yes because that sometimes it takes some people outside of the other of the group to see our true growth and to see how much how far we've come because sometimes you know we can just be real hard on ourselves so 
That that feels good. That feels really good. Thank you. Shout out to KB or KP. <laughs> yes. And another cool thing is she was saying that someone had referred her to the podcast and then she realized that she had already, you know, been to our event. So that was dope. <laughs> I, I've just been on a roller coaster since last week. So I'm going to just say life, life has fed my soul. Like just being hopeful just remembering you know when things get tough the going gets tough that there's always like there's always something to be grateful something to be thankful for something to just appreciate so I'm just in a state of gratitude a state of just you know just just appreciating every moment every minute every second every person in my life and yeah that's that's what I fed myself this week no message in particular about what fed my soul, but um, just with my job, I've been able to work with a group of teen moms out in New York, and so that has just really been feeding my soul working with that group. And you know, I just I love working with them. I do. I love that. How about you, Dozy? What fed your soul this week? Um. So we wrapped up one of our youth programs. Um, it's called Breaking the Cycle. We worked with kids at um, Addicts Middle School and Fondren Middle School. Um, and so just being with them and working with them and then it being the last class is, is typically the most impactful class that we have with the kids. And so um, they always give me energy. Like I always feel like I'm renewed, you know, when I hang out with the kids or when we mentor the kids. And um, they teach me, you know, a lot about myself. It's like a mirror, you know, um, of areas where I also need to improve or just highlighting also my strengths, you know. So I leave them feeling empowered to continue the work that I'm doing. Mm. Mm -hmm. So much. I love that. That's so beautiful. So let's get straight into it. Choose to do ink. Tell us more about your organization and how you got started. Um, yes. So, well, first of all, thank you guys. For, thank you, ladies, for having me. I appreciate this opportunity to talk about um, what we do, who we are, um, and also getting to meet each one of you. I feel like it's a long time coming, and we're here. So, thank you, thank you. Um, so, thank you for having us. Um, my name is Dozy O'Harry. And I'm the founder and CEO of Choose to Do Inc. And um, Choose to Do Inc. is a nonprofit that I started March 8th, 2016, which has been five years now. We made five years this year. Um, and uh, we mentor youth who underutilized potential um, ages nine to 19 years old. So we used to say underprivileged and we used to say at risk, um, but we no longer use those terms because we recognize that the only reason why the kids that we're servicing are at that level is because of the lack of resources. And if they had resources, they would be superseding or meeting the expectations of their, um, meeting the same level as their counterparts. And so we no longer use those terms. And we wanna make sure that the language that we're using continues to reflect the population that we're servicing. So now we say underutilized potential. Um, and our mission is to focus on the physical and mental benefits of positive thinking. So essentially we are a mental health and wellness organization for kids. That's what we do. 
Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love that you switched up the language. That is so important because you're it isn't underprivileged. Like we have this, we have we all have something special, amazing superpowers within is the the underutilized potential because of mm. the lack of resources. Mm. Mm, girl, you better preach. So girl, that was starting so already. Starting <laughs> that is so beautiful. So, so what inspired you to create this amazing organization? Um, so, yeah, so I grew up in, I'm from Houston, Texas, uh, native Houstonian, went to, grew up in A-Leaf, uh, all that, all that jazz. Um, but as a child, um, I suffered depression and my family, we didn't have, I didn't have a lot of emotional support. Um, I'm the only girl and my family is Nigerian, other Nigerian immigrants. So they came here um, with very traditional values, which is, I mean, they did their best, right? So I am grateful and I'm appreciative of what they could provide for, for me because a lot of people couldn't, um, don't come from two parent households, you know? Um, but just because you have two parent, a two parent household doesn't mean that you are in a safe place. Mm. Um, and so I was uh, verbally abused, physically abused, um, you know, and I, there's a lack of emotional support in my household. And so I felt isolated. Um, I was alone. Um, I also have four brothers. I have four siblings. And still I felt alone. So as a child, um, I developed depression and anxiety. Um, and as I got older, it got worse. And then I went off to college um, and it was just out of control, right? And for some reason, something said to me, does you need to see a therapist or you need to see somebody, talk to somebody? Um, this was before therapy was a thing, um, years, years ago. And we had a therapist, luckily we had uh, a therapist or counselor on campus. And so that's when I started seeing a therapist and I could just continue to do that and follow that journey. Um, and I still see a therapist today. And it wasn't until my thirties where um, the the things that I was learning about myself started kicking in and I could apply it in my life. And therapy is what, is what helped me to deal with my childhood trauma, to be able to give it you know, language and identify what I was going through and then give me tools to move past it that I still use to, to this day. Um, so when I graduated, started working for nonprofits and um, always in the capacity of working with children. So I've always worked with kids, even before, even uh, personally and professionally. I've always been around kids. I've raised kids. I've worked with kids, and so naturally, it was a mirror. I mean, it was a merger for me to um, work with the nonprofit and then <clears throat> work with kids as well. Um, and so, yeah, graduated, started working for nonprofits, and then I started seeing things that I didn't like working with nonprofits. You know, um, some of that being like co uh, company culture. Um, the lack of care they actually had for the communities that they were supposed to be servicing, right? The money's coming in, but how is it really impacting the communities? And so with that frustration, I was like, you know what? I can create my own nonprofit. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I just had something like, I say it's God. God kept telling me, Dozy, start it. Dozy, start it. Dozy, start it. Um, and on top of that, I knew that it had to be centered around helping kids um, with their mental health because I wanted to give them the knowledge that I have today at nine years old 
you know, at 12 years old, at 19 years old, so that they can have a better chance at living a more balanced and healthy life versus being 30 years old, 40 years old, and learning that at a, at a later date. So I wanted to empower kids at a younger age to be the best versions of themselves and build a structure around doing that. So that's how Choose to Doing was formed. Wow, that's so beautiful. Wow, wow. That is- It aligns perfectly with our brand and everything that we are for and everything that we do. So that, that it's perfect that we found you, you found us, however the connection was made. Yes, what I loved about what you said, also just like on a personal level, it's like you knew that you had to create a nonprofit even though you didn't know what, what it was gonna be at first. And I just think that's so much like power in taking into what God has given you and, and just acting on it without, you know, you know how we tend to overthink. I don't know your process before you guys started or anything. Um, we try to figure everything out and that kind of holds us back sometimes. But this is just, you know, showing that you don't have to know, just do it. Just follow what God has. And now you're impacting a lot of children's lives. So we appreciate you for that. So recently, like you were saying in um, What Fed Your Soul this week about just wrapping up your program, breaking the cycle. I want to go through each of the lessons that you have and kind of just talk about what they are, and then we could just talk about our own spin on it because not only can it help children, it could help adults and our soulmates listening to us right now. So let's get into it. So, class one is the power of positive self talk. So, I know while I was going through your site, it was just showing how um, the youth viewed themselves before the class and after the class, like how many people identified as beautiful as opposed to now like 80 plus percent um, view themselves as beautiful after the class and stuff like that. But before we get into that, kind of tell me why you came up with the program, Breaking the Cycle, that's such a huge like sentence, <laughs> like it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, well, Breaking the Cycle is a program that is made up of five classes and one class a week for an hour. Um, that focus on um, promoting self-love and leadership among boys and girls, nine to 19 years old. So I came up with the title, um, Breaking the Cycle, because it is about breaking generational curses. You know, um, it's about stopping the, the bad patterns or the, the, the patterns that don't serve us. You know, the things that we do um, that impede us from being the best versions of ourselves, right? And those things typically um, are taught to you or you've learned those things along the way from somewhere else, i.e. your family, your friends, your wherever, uh, what the situation that you come from, um, but it typically starts at home, right? Um, and so, especially if you're a child, you know, you haven't been in the world for that long. And so your life experiences start off from your foundation, which, are, which should be your home. And sometimes kids have that and sometimes they don't. But either way, it comes from where you come from. So I wanted to title this breaking this, this program, particularly called uh, I wanted to title it "Breaking the Cycle," because I wanted kids to have the understanding of you're breaking, you're you're stopping something, so something better can happen for you, right? And I want them to use that language of breaking the cycle, because as adults, like you were saying, um, Tiffany, um, we we <laughs> those cycles have 
that are embedded in us at this point, right? And so they're much more difficult to break, but still possible to break. And so when we have, when we run the program Breaking the Cycle, we have volunteers that come out to assist the kids as youth mentors, or they come out to teach the kids uh, a lesson based on the topic of the day. And when the volunteers that are, that are working with the kids directly, we, also, we require that they also participate in the activities with the kids. And so they themselves end up learning something about themselves from the activity and they're adults. So let alone the kids, you know, like if the adults can learn something, so can the kids. And it's a bonding experience, um, you know, to be able to relate to an adult and the adult be able to relate to the kid, you know, it's part of breaking the cycle. Mm, I love that tie together. Like we're learning together and learning from each other. Like no one's higher than one another. We're just unified. I really just love how you incorporate the children and the, the adults because that, that always reminds us and especially for us out there that's listening soulmates you too like you are never too young never too old to break a cycle never too young or never too old to create a new way in your generation and a new way in your family to create a new way of life and you know I did want to talk going back how how you did talk about verbal abuse and physical abuse It's something that you know a lot of black families they do go through or struggle with and even if it's not necessarily you're necessarily going through physical abuse or even verbal abuse directly maybe you just may come from a family a household where you know positivity isn't even being spoken into you at all so maybe you're not being abused physically maybe you may not even be you know being degraded by or demeaned by your family but it's just like you're still not being lifted up and so that's just very I just love like even if you can't get it at home you have places like like choose choose to choose to do ink to to really to really just uplift you because if you're not getting it from home where where is our youth getting it from and so I just think that's so so beautiful that it's important to 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 pour into the youth but even us as whatever age you are right now if you're not necessarily under 18 to to still be be that beacon for the youth that you are surrounded by because it's like they are truly our future y'all and so I just think it's beautiful I think it's beautiful because it's changing the narrative a day at a t- every day every day each day thank you yeah and just like, you made me think of something like as you as a teacher jazz you just like or anybody as adult anybody anybody's in contact with youth or just other people you don't know what they're going through so that one uplifting message or just saying something that you know god put on your heart and really change the trajectory of their lives. So, cause you don't know what they're, what they're, what's going on in the household. So, you know, if something's on your heart or something on your heart to serve a certain type of community, um, just do it because we all need each other. Man. And the, la- the last thing I want to talk about, like on breaking cycles, my mom recently, she was just talking to me about how everybody in, on um, like in her sister's side, well, not on our sisters, like all her siblings, like they have gone through divorce, like everyone, all of them. And so she was like, I, since she's seen that cycle, she was like, that's stopping right now with y'all and like our um, generation of their offspring. And so like, she spoke that so much. And so it's just like, 
literally demanding it. It's just, a, I just think it's such a powerful statement, breaking the cycle on whatever it is, whether it's drugs, whether it's negative thinking, whether it's um, divorce, whatever you see and pinpoint that. Also just knowing that you have the power to break the cycle and start generational blessings. So let's get into the first class, the power of positive self-talk. You know, we are all about that. So why did you want to incorporate that into your first class? Yeah, so that's my favorite class, to be honest. Um, and it's my favorite because, well, first of all, the activity is so fun. And I, I love the activity that we do with the kids um, for that class. But it starts with like the, so it's a, it's a metamorphosis, right? You know, there's a beginning and then there's an end, but there really isn't an end because it's, in a, it's a continuing process that will never end, right? You have to do this process over and over and over again in order to break the cycle. But it starts with you as an individual. How do you view yourself? What does your core look like? You know, how do you feel, right? And so the power of positive self-talk is a class where we get the kids to at least identify that there is negative versus positive and they can happen simultaneously, right? And that there are voices in your head that are telling you, you are worthless, you're not enough. You know, there's these voices, are, they derive from someplace, but if you have positive, I mean, if you have negative voices, you can also create positive voices because those negative voices were created, but you can recreate those into positive voices. And so we do an exercise to get the kids to, to see um, and give them action items on how to do that, right? But the journey begins with yourself because you can't do anything if you're not solid in your core, if you don't know who you are, if you're comfortable with yourself, if you can't be, if you can't sit alone and be happy with being alone, with being by yourself, right? The, the process begins with you. And so that's why um, the first class is called The Power of Positive Self-Talk. I love that. I love you. Love Me too. That. And I work, I myself work for a nonprofit called Health Corps. And um, we do a very, something very similar. And we call it a, a stress-free station. And what we have the students do is talk to the um, champion and the critic. So we mm -hmm. have them, you know, list out some things that the critic might be saying. You know, we understand that that critic might be coming from a, that voice might be coming from a place of fear, blame, you know, doubt. And then we try to get them to, you know, when that critic is coming up in your head to change it to the champion voice, you mm -hmm. know, and talk to the, bring that champion out and have that champion talk to that critic and, you know, change those negative thoughts into, you know, positive thoughts by bringing in peace, self-confidence, you know, strength and bringing in those I am statements. You know, we're very big on affirmation. Mm. Mm. And I have a question for you, actually for everybody, everyone can answer. So, you know, what do you say to that, that 23 year old that's, you know, she's been surrounded by friends or family that maybe just, you know, haven't been the most positive person in her life. And yeah, maybe she tried, you know, one or two self-talks, but she like, you know, when I go back into this environment, I still feel down. I still, you know, feel like, you know, I'm inadequate or whatever the case may be, or 
you know, maybe that person that keeps getting rejection after rejection, and that's kind of embodying that spirit. Like, what, 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 are, what are some tips and advice you could tell them so that they can develop that? Because I love how Dozy said it's, you know, for it starts with you, you know, whether you are in a bad environment or, or whatnot, it still starts with you. So how do you, how, do, how, what advice would you give them to build them up to get to that place where they feel confident to believe that, that they are killing the damn thing? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I would let them know, first of all, it's a process. Mm. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but if you continue with the process, eventually it will happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's and it, it's hard work. You know, sometimes you're not going to want to continue the process or you're going to want to stop, but that's okay. It's also okay. You know, mm. get back on the horse, keep riding the horse. If you need to take a break, take a break but keep riding the horse and eventually you'll see results. Mm. I agree. I would say it's a process as well. And then also meditation. Like if this is something like that I could actually tell them that they can take with them, meditation is a huge thing that I feel like has been life-changing for myself and that is a practice that could be beneficial to them. And the thing is, when you're able to silence your thoughts, because we're always constantly thinking about something, whether it's, you know, situations or things from the past, or maybe we're living in the future. Because I know sometimes I get into those those moments where I'm constantly thinking about bills and things that are coming up and I'm into, anticipating Girl. a lot of things, right? And then sometimes it's those moments where I'm, you know, thinking about my past and decisions that I made or did not make, right? So when you're able to silence yourself, silence your thoughts and really just be in the moment like that right there is life-changing yeah I think for me it's just doing what you can to make a healthy environment for yourself so do change the things that you can control so for example a lot of us are on the internet Uh, what are you following on your Instagram your Facebook you have the power to unfollow people that don't make you feel well unfollow Mm -hmm. that don't make you, you know, make maybe make you jealous, even though even if you don't know why. And so start um, following people that are like minded are and are doing and can inspire you to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, maybe even, you know, just changing the environment in your home in, in any corner that you can just starting there. Maybe it's just starting with making your bed and then also speaking, being an example for your family. I, for, for me, it kind of like and then also just pour like listen to soul feeling podcasts and listening yeah. to and um, you know go to a listen to a church or go to a church that really uplifts your soul and so just constantly pouring in that positivity so when that negative those negative self talk co- comes in you'll know how to combat them you know and it'll make it easier to continue the fight um, so if you can't get out of your environment right now start creating what you can, what you can control to create a healthy environment exactly where you are, because that's going to help you um, move and move to where you want to be. Yeah, Uh, totally agree. How about you, Jazz? That's good. Um, I would just piggyback off of everything y'all said. I don't want to be repetitive, but um, definitely that if I could think of something that y'all didn't say um definitely the positive self-talk making sure it's a practice it's not a I know we live in a a instant gratification journey but really trying to break away from I want it I want it right now and thinking that it's gonna happen 
when you wake up in the morning. And that's just with everything that we do, whether it's, you know, building up our confidence, building up our health, building up our, um, our bank accounts, you know, whatever it is, like, don't look for the, the overnight get rich quick scheme or the, the miracle magic, the, you know, the tea that you can drink tomorrow and that's going to have you snatched, like get, be okay with the process, be okay with the journey and just embrace and know that you're not perfect. Um, controlling the media, controlling the music, maybe your favorite artist, you know, NBA young boy, but he always talking about some sad stuff. He's like, you know, you might need to limit that, you know, because music is a powerful tool. And I know a lot of times I, my students in school, they always walk around with some headphones and listening. And I, I used to do the same thing in high school. So I can't even say that. And I would wonder, like, we would literally, me and my teammates, we would literally get together and we would listen to every sad R&B song. Y'all want to get in y'all feelings real quick? Let's get in our feelings. And we would just be up in here listening and just listening to every breakup song, every sad right. song under the sun. But, it, you know, the, the artists, they be hitting y'all songs. The music be sounding so good, but it's like manifesting bad relationships without even knowing it. But, you know. <laughs> But um, just balancing, I'm not saying, you know, be a hermit and just discard everything that's fun, but, you know, balancing it, guys. And sometimes when I say balance it, balancing doesn't mean equal. Maybe you might need to listen to that 20% of the time, but listen to positive things um, 80% of the time. So just, you know, finding that balance, finding, finding your way and knowing that it's okay to not be perfect along your journey, but it will happen. You will reach your destination. You can do this. You are going to get there. You got this. Yes. You got to talk to yourself just like <laughs> Girl. I just scream at myself in the mirror sometimes. Girl. Girl. <laughs> Girl. I laugh at myself sometimes. I'm like, you're ridiculous, but I love you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So class two, y'all talk about let's talk fears, which is funny mm. because our second episode of Soul Feeling, I think it was about fears too, how to overcome your fears. Mm. So, this was a huge one. I feel like at every level as a kid and as an adult, especially is overcoming your fears. So mm. tell us more about that class. Yeah, so uh, let's talk fears. So that class is just what it is to help the kids to identify what their fears are. And then they provide healthy ways on how they can overcome some of their fears. Um, and so it is a discussion class. And then we have an activity where the kids actually list out their fear from silly to more serious. And then they provide um, ways or alternative ways that they could deal with their fears, right? And so we start off with, oh, yeah, I'm afraid of bugs. You know, I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like snakes, you know, too. And then it ends up being like, I'm afraid of death. You know, oh, I'm afraid of uh, losing a loved one, you know. Um, and the kids really do reveal, you know, that these are legitimate fears that adults also have themselves, ourselves, yeah. you know. But then to hear like them, you know, uh, figure out ways on how they can, you know, deal with their fears is inspiring for me because I'm also, I'm an adult and, and every day. We, I have a fear every day something pops up for me. And so um, we want the kids to be able to, at the least, you know, start thinking about what their fears are. Um, and then we have the class, our classes, all, our, all of our classes are in a group setting because we want the kids to be able to relate to each other, you know. So for a lot of them, this is the first time that they're hearing these kinds of topics or hearing this kind of discussion 
with their classmate or with their another uh, uh, another young adult, which is great because we want you guys to be able to to see that the expect or the assumptions that you have about somebody else probably is false, right? They're going through the same exact things that you're going through. So instead of um, feeling isolated, now you have people that you can talk to about what you're experiencing. You know, there's somebody who potentially has the same skill set that you do now to have that discussion, you know? Um, so we're creating a safe space for them to also share um, their fears. But yeah, so basically we get the kids to identify what their fears are. And then they work through um, ways on how they can actually have action items to deal with their own fears, right? Um, and it's an ongoing process for them to let them know this is not a one-time thing. This is gonna be for the rest of your life and then that's okay. You will continue to work on it, but at least now you have the, the skills and the, the, the skills and the tools to start out. Mm. I love that so much because they're able to pinpoint what their fears are first off is identifying those things. And I feel like a lot of anxiety stems from not really pinpointing what we're scared of. It's just like sitting there and it's just sitting there toxic. And, it, and if you don't have anyone to confide in or talk to, you're just going to hold that within in, them, in, in yourself. So I love that you guys have them sharing their fears so they could be like, wow, you know, I fear this and they fear this too. And they don't feel so helpless. Like they're not the only one going through it. And I think that just speaks to like us as a people being able to really be there for each other and how much we just really need each other to get through life. Oof. That's so true. And it's beautiful how you create a safe space for, because it's not something easy to share is such as your fear. Like it takes a good level of comfortability, a good level of trust for you to be able to open up to really tell you, you know, more than the surface letter, surface level versus like, I'm just afraid of spiders or roaches, but, but to really get deep and be like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm afraid of those things too. Well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm not claiming that fear over my life, but yeah. <laughs> um, but like to really get to the, to the root, you know, to, to really, really pinpoint to see what's going on. So that's just beautiful that you're even able to, to create that space and people, the, not people, but the kids can't open up because that's so key. And it's like developing that now will be a lifelong tool that they can use forever. Because like you all said that, um, it's not something that just stops. It's an ongoing thing. You know how they say, um, every new level there's a new devil right so to speak so um and it's just kind of that unknown the fear of the unknown so that's, that's just beautiful how to create how you all have been able to create that safe space yes i totally agree okay i'm i'm so i think this this topic i think i need to join the class because there's just so many i'm such an avoidant person so I'm always trying to avoid like anything <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> so oh my God, I almost want to do this session right now, but we will move on. <laughs> before we do, before we do, I would like to say that, you know, to the thing is, I think that sometimes we focus too much on um, like our fears. So sometimes, you know, it is important for us as, you know, adults and even as friends to point out the strengths in people right so that they can identify and know those things and those in, notice those things in themselves 
because I think that is part of the key of why sometimes we're so scared, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't have that self-confidence. Our self-esteem is not built up, right? We don't know our abilities or our capabilities. So I think it is so important that you're doing this work and that you are instilling these things because it's helping build their self-esteem. Thank you. I love that you said that, Kobe, because it kind of makes me think as we're going into talk about class three healthy versus unhealthy love relationships, I just wanted to talk about real quick relationships with your friends and how that correlates with the power of positivity, self, positive self-talk. Um, and like, so we told you we had Inspire Fire where we teach, we taught the youth like how to live a healthy life. And one of our things was <laughs> how uh, positive self-talk too, but it was inspired by like how you and your your friends talk to each other. Like how, who, who are you around and who how are they talking to you? And so we did this one super fun, super duper fun exercise where me and Jazz or Kobe and Deborah stand right in front of each other. And we talk to them like we talk to each other in real life, like, Sorry, I keep getting text messages like, girl, you look so good. Your skin is glistening. You're smart. You're you look good. Like your booty, like whatever we say, we like, we go in from head to toe. I love your spirit. And this is literally like, we don't share code. This is literally how we talk to each other. And so it's just another thing about having, being able to uplift yourself, but also be around people that are uplifting you. And so then we have the girls line up and they have to go in on like complimenting whoever's um, right across from them. And I say it, it'd be so loud cause we make sure we super extra when we're yeah. demonstrating it, but it just really lifts their spirit because it's like your whole mood will change when someone you walking down the street, you think you look rough, but they be like, girl, your hair look good. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. right, so, you pop it. Like, for real? And so it's just, to also be cognizant of like who you have around and who you let and how you let someone, um, you know, talk to you. Yeah. Can I pick it back off of what you just said? Mm-hmm. Um, so just two things. And so uh, typically when we, when we run those kind of activities, um, people have a hard time giving compliments and receiving compliments, right? Mm-hmm. Which is another level of power positive self-talk because if you're not talking to yourself in a kind way then you're not going to be able to receive you know kindness or um, give kindness you know and so that's another layer to break down you know it's another cycle to break down because um it starts with yourself and you know, like like we were saying and if you, if you can't receive a compliment then you're it's going to be very difficult for you to give one you know but when you can the two-way street makes it easier and then second thing is we also work with boys. And what we found is that boys do not have that kind of space that women do or girls do, mm. right? Um, especially boys of color, especially black boys do not have that space. I, I say I have four brothers, okay? And I tell them all the time, y'all have the worst friends. Y'all have the worst friends. What are y'all doing for each other to help lift each other up? Like, what are y'all really doing for each other? You know, they have a space where they can come to each other. Yes, that's great. But what are you guys really doing to make sure that you are the best versions of yourselves? What kind of advice are you are you giving to each other? You know, and so when we mentor the boys and we do that, that activity specifically with the boys, 
they have a very difficult time with saying things with each other. We have to create initially um, compliments for them to initiate that conversation. But when they do, they are the most open, the most vulnerable. It is so beautiful to see, and especially when they know each other. It's a little bit more challenging for them if they don't know each other, but when they know each other, it's like, this is how you should be talking to each other all the time, right? And so we want to create and, and, and uh, curate that environment for them to be safe. That's really what they want is an environment for them to be safe enough to do that. And a lot of times they don't have that environment to do so. So we're trying to get more uh, men, more black men to come out to volunteer with the boys. And when we do, it's amazing how um, that connection, because it's so different from the girls. Literally, like, like we can go in and be like, hey girl, how you doing? You know, da, 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 like you're great and all, you're popping and all that great stuff. But the boys, they tear each other down just like that. You know, and that's that's how they talk to each other. And we want we want to work really hard and be intentional about how the boys and the uh, men see each other. So that's a two way street. My goal is for men to come in and volunteer with the kids so they can see how they appear with each other. Mm. That's the goal. So it's like an underlying, you know, initiative that I have. But that's what I want to do with the with the boys. Girl, that's so deep because it's just making me think of like how and I feel like by doing that with black men, it will help black men love black women better because I feel like a lot of times since they don't know how to compliment each other or don't know how to really uplift each other as a right now or be open, they overcompensate for other things like having multiple women or having the best J's or the jewelry and the stuff that doesn't really, it's just like materialistic societal things that make it feel like you have value. But when you have value from just being yourself and you're hearing that from another man mm -hmm. um, and getting that affirmation from another man, whew, it just makes you realize that the value has nothing to do with all these outside sources, but really with who you are um, within. So I love this underlying mission you got. Girl, and especially because we want the men to be the head of the household. Going back to last, well, the week before last episode. And it's just like, we want, it's, it's that's so important because we, me and Jarvis, we were talking about this, like, you know, guys, they, um, cause we, you know, I've been watching this show Girlfriends. And so he's like, you know, guys, we don't have no show like this, where it's like just a group of guys that's cool, all black. And, you know, they just, you know, positive. They go to one another for good advice. You know, you know, some of the stuff on girlfriends a little toxic, but for the most part, it's positive. <laughs> but um, it's always just thinking, like you said, when you, it is so, so, so important. It's I can't even get, gather my thoughts about how important it is for men to get these these safe space because you you hear when guys talk to one another. And back in high school, we used to call it, they would literally Lincoln. like pride themselves on chopping on each other. Like, you know, yeah. making yeah. making fun of each other, you know, talking about each other, this, mm -hmm. that, and the third. And, and that was their form of camaraderie. Like, and that, and so we really, really have to change that narrative. And it's, if we think about it, looking at the family dynamic and the structure of the, the household, even if it was a father if present, 
he probably wasn't taught that. So he's not pouring that into his, 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 his son. And, and then think about if there isn't a father present, then, you know, who is going to be that male role model, that male example to show, you know, this is what it needs to be. So it's like, we really need our black men that, that do this and know these things to get out there and really educate the youth, especially our black boys, especially like Tiffany said, if we want them to be our husbands and, you know, the leader of the family. So I definitely think it's so important. And I love that initiative and I'm going to be sending some men because I got a man in mind that, that I'm going to send him. I'm going to have to connect y'all because it's, it's, it's so needed. It's so needed for our black boys. Totally. So that just brings us right into class three. Now I feel like everybody in the world needs your program, Breaking the Cycle. <laughs> healthy versus unhealthy love relationships. I had to have the emphasis on relationships because, you know, that's like one of my favorite things to talk about in financial uh, finances too. So <laughs> let's get into that. Healthy versus unhealthy love relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. so healthy versus unhealthy love relationships is just that comparison of the two right um we say love relationships because it's we want them to focus not just on a relationship but we want that connection of what love looks like what it feels like what it's supposed to be in your life and that can apply to all relationships not just romantic if it's your friends, if it's your family, if it's you're in school, if it's your colleagues, wherever you are, there's a relationship there, right? And um, it can be healthy for you, it can be unhealthy, but there has to be a connection of understanding, compassion, the things that love uh, contains, right? And so we want them to identify, the, identify and compare and contrast the two. What is that in your life? Have you seen it before? Do you know what it is? You know, have you experienced it? Um, and then we want them to, uh, so the activity is they identify it. And then after that, we, we ask them if they have seen it in their lives or ways that they can be more, uh, show more healthy love, right? And so we want it to be a full circle of this is what it looks like. This is what so I've experienced. It. Maybe if I haven't, this is how I want to create it. This is how I want to cultivate that, you know, for myself, you know, because they're, they're experiencing it on a daily basis. They might not know what it is, but it's happening to you whether you know it or not, right? And a lot of times they're experiencing more unhealthy. And so if you're experiencing more unhealthy love relationships, what can you do to have more healthy relationships, right? We talked about the relationship with yourself. We talked about your fears. Now we want you to identify what does that look like with other people in your life, right? And then being appreciative of the ones that, the relationships that are healthy, right? Maybe it's your teacher, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's your grandparents, maybe it's, you know, siblings, whoever that is. Now you know that they're, that they love you. You know what that looks like, you know what that feels like, and then you can appreciate them for showing that to you. And for the people that you have an unhealthy relationship with, you can figure out how to maybe change that to be more healthy, or if you have to cut them off, you know? And so... Mm -hmm. We want to begin the conversation um, at that class. That's great. Relationships can really shape your life. Um, so like who you tie yourself to is so important. So I like this one as well. <laughs> I can relationships all day, to be honest. 
It's interesting too, because, uh, so we started off working with just girls in the beginning of the, uh, in the beginning of the program, which was in 2017. And we worked with uh, a group of girls at a group home. It's called Krause Children's uh, Residential, Residential Treatment Center. It's in Katy. So the girls um, have had to gone through something traumatic to be placed there. Um, they house them, they feed them, they go to school, um, they provide therapy for them. And then they transition out back into their envi environment sometimes or into another environment. And so we were doing this class um, and at the end of the class, one of the, one of the girls, um, she was a black girl. She says, well, first of all, we have women um, volunteer with the girls and then men volunteer with the boys. And if we have them together, then we'll, we'll have them together. Um, so this was an all girls class. And so we had women volunteer with the girls and we had all black women. Um, and so we were pouring into them, working on the activities with them. And at the end of the class, she says, this is the first time that I've seen black women working together in her life. And she was a teenager, right? So the fact that we were able to bring that experience to her was an identifier of what healthy love could look like for her, right? And also recognizing that there are some unhealthy patterns within your life that you don't like, you know, obviously this is not, this is not where you want to be. So it was surprising. I mean, the first time I had heard that, but also it impacted me to, to know that this work is, is, this is working, you know, the kids are, 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 um, are, are, What's the word I'm looking for? They're getting it. You know, they're understanding that this stuff is important and not just that, but they can relate it to their lives personally as a personal connection with them. Wow, that's so good. And I think it's so good because, you know, most times we always say, watch positive media, watch, you know, media that displays this, this healthy or follow people. But it's nothing like seeing it up close and personal firsthand from a, a woman that you can touch, like someone that you're literally in the same places. It's like, it shows you like, is that much more real? Like, this is real. This can truly be my reality. And so I just think that's so beautiful. And then especially Especially, I, I'm gonna just talk about women for a second because I, I'm a woman and I can relate to the, the female experience. And we were just talking about this, Jarvis and I were like, you know, we was, I don't know why we was thinking about when, um, so he has a daughter, my, she basically like my daughter as well. So um, we were talking about when our daughter gets old enough so she can, to, to the point where she's able to date, we really, really want her to have a, a healthy understanding of, you know, what is a healthy relationship versus, you know, because, you know, especially, and so he was just talking about from a male's perspective, you know, the girl, the, the age when girls and guys are ready to date, guys are not really looking for no, like, serious, we in love type thing, and girls are like, oh my gosh, we're together, so they're thinking about the future, so we're just talking to, we were like, we would have, one day we'll have to talk to her and let her know that just because, I don't want to say like, especially in middle school, just because you're with this guy and y'all are dating or whatever, hopefully not middle school, high school, we'll say high school, high school um, y'all are dating. And if y'all ever become intimate, that like knowing the balance is between just because you're, you're intimate with the person versus whether you are or versus being in love with the person and and women especially because guys I don't know somehow they have the superpower where they can compartmentalize 
and be mm-hmm. like, oh, we just sleeping together. And in the meanwhile, mm-hmm. the girl over here thinking we about to be married and have kids and, and they only like 18 years old. And so it's just really important for, for women to understand and even just have that conversation and have and, and try to create that honesty to, to just understand where the guy's head is at before you do give that piece of yourself, because it, it is a barren, a, a barren to carry if, if y'all are not on the same page and it can um, lead to heartbreak, especially and create unhealthy patterns of love in the in the in the young girl. So just understanding that dynamic of the relationship when it could be more physical for one and more love for the other. This just makes me think like this is why I choose to do Inc. is so important or any other organization that is doing the work is because this really made me think about that was really shocking to me what you just said about them not that young lady not seeing women black women work together and so it makes me think like I've seen that (laughs) you know I've I've personally seen that it's it's normal for me so the difference between my normal and that young lady's normal is completely different Mm -hmm. so if they're they're not they're if they're not able to witness it how would they even know that this is possible uh, if they aren't able to witness healthy relationship between a man and woman, how would they even know it is possible? Mm-hmm. And so just being able to, like you're saying, um, provide the resources so they can see that there's more to, you know, whatever is normal to them, you know? So I just think that's so beautiful because sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in our own world and what we know to be true that we don't really understand, like, yeah, you have this mindset because of the resources that you have been provided, but uh, others don't. So it's just like, it really kind of takes a barrier of judgment off um, and just more, you know, just learning. I just feel like that was a reflective moment for me because that just made me, I just like, wow, that makes me so sad, but it makes me very happy. <laughs> so, so the next class that we have here, unless y'all have something else to say about healthy relationships, um, is defining your life's purpose. Oh, this is so good. So tell us a little bit more about that class, Dozie. Yeah, so um, defining your life's purpose is basically at its core a vision board class, but it is so much more than that because typically, when people think about vision boards or thinking about vision for the, for um, this age group, it's centered around career. And then when it comes to career, it's doctors, lawyers, you know, teacher. Um, and so they hear that quite often. And so they tend to regurgitate that information. So we wanted to kind of break away from that idea of what, you know, uh, if you've heard this pattern, that's great, but we want you to think about your life as a whole right? Not just career, but family, your spirituality, if you want to travel, see people, you know, what do you, what do you want your, your life to look like, right? Um, we actually did this class, um, we had it, we did it with Fondren Middle School, and like I said before, we had, sometimes we have people come in to teach the kids, um, we have volunteers that come in, um, and they, they'll run a course with the kids, and so we had, uh, her name is Kalia Guillory, and she is the owner of the Nap Bar. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Nap Bar here in Houston, Texas. 
Um, but she taught them um, about creating a vision for yourself because her, I, I mean, I, I've never met her before. This is my first time working with her. And so to hear her story and somebody who's building a business, entrepreneur, she's successful. She's also, she's well-known in the community. Um, like to hear her story of where she came from, you know, to where she is now and be able to share that with the kids, but also work on the activity with the kids was exposure for them, you know? And so now they got to see that it's possible um, if you, you know, if you set out to create a vision for yourself, you can manifest that. And because she had a vision board in her place and she showed them, talked about where she started and how she put things together on her vision board and how some of those things have been manifested. Um, and I've also done the same with them as well. So in that class, we try to pack it with people that have done amazing things that are different than what they typically would know or what they would be exposed to so they can see a different way of living life. We want them to be as intentional and as detailed as possible. So if you want to work, right, you're going to want to have a career, how much money do you want to make, right? And they'll be like, I don't know. I don't know how much money. Well, you can make a million, a million dollars, right? You can make, uh, you know, you can make as much as you want. We want you to think big, go as big as possible because the sky is not the limit. You can go beyond the sky, right? And so that class is for them to create the vision for themselves um, via a vision board. You know, that's, I know I'm looking at Jasmine and Kobe right now, but we're, that's, we're just so all about that, like creating a vision and visualizing like with your mind and with your, with how, how would you feel? All of you, yes. it's just, that. Yeah, and I love that you made sure that it's very specific because I feel like that's so the perfect way to reach a goal, even if you like, you don't look at it for a long time. You go back and you realize that you hit that exact number that you put down. It's so magical. It shows how powerful, how, how powerful you are. And I also love that you're saying go beyond what you could think. Like, big. What do you really want? Because um, my CEO is saying this. Um, the CEO of the company that I was working for, that I am working for, she was basically saying like, you can really set your life up how you want to. And a lot of times people set their life up to where they like, like, for example, one of her clients said that they wanted for their company to always have Fridays off. Um, and somebody would look at them and be like, well, that won't work. Your employees will blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. Now this man is successful and he always has Fridays off for him and his employees. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you want your life, your business, your relationship to look like, be very specific because you can attain, obtain that. A lot of people, you know, including myself, um, you know, we, we go for what we think we could get. Um, we ask for what we think we can get. Um, for example, if you're for a salary or, or something like that, where it costs, I think that I should only charge $150 for photography. Meanwhile, you don't know what's in somebody else's pocket when you really want something else. So let's not like, ask for what we think you could get, but actually ask for what we actually want. And that's how you can cultivate a life that is magical. So, oh, this vision board is just in the specificness, if that's a word, is just so important. Ooh. So important. And I just, to emphasize again, to piggyback, I just love how, don't put limits, y'all. There ain't no limits to your vision. I was reading this one book called, I think it was called, Maybe it was called tapping into wealth, 
And basically we said, whatever number you have in mind, times that by like 36 or something, some outrageous number, and then make that be your vision. Cause it's like, we want to stretch, we want to push. So like wherever you, it, cause going back to like, well, this may be not vision board, but this is like writing the importance of writing your goals down. I remember Tiff wrote her goals down when she was like, what, in the first grade or something. I wrote my goals down when I was like in, when I was maybe, it was in, I was in middle school or, or junior high, junior high, like eighth grade. And I remember every single thing coming true. Well, except one thing came true on that list for me, but this whole entire list came true. And so saying all that to say, I was like, man, all the things I wrote down, they were just like basic average things. Like looking back, I'm like, man, imagine what if I would have wrote down some stuff that was beyond the stars, like that I could have ever even, wouldn't have dared to even imagine. And imagine had I gone back and looked at that list and that would have came true. I'm like, imagine where we, where could we be if we don't put those limits on our dreams, limits on our imaginations, limits on our own abilities and the ability that we feel like God has. Like God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can think or ask so we might be asking for this but remember god can do way 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 more than that so let's not put limits on our visions i love that you said that too jazz because it just makes me think of that the childlike faith that i had especially when i was younger and just restoring that as an adult because you know if there was ever a problem i used to have a journal and i would just write prayers to god and then I look, like you said, look back at it years later and realize, dang, he really came through. Mm-hmm. And so just having that, that faith as well, restoring that faith or just giving that faith to others that in showing that it's real can just, it's just amazing. So I don't know, I'm just very excited. But also this, this class, Define Your Life's Purpose, we talk about purpose a lot. Uh, you know, Robert Harper with the Live on Purpose event coming up in his book. And then also um, I'm thinking about AJ McQueen with um, the Writer's Block uh, nonprofit. One time I went to one of his events. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'll see his profile. But yeah, they have some cool events. I don't know if they've been doing them lately, but I just remember going to this one event and it just talked about purpose how purpose is just so important for people because it gives you a it gives you the ability or the want to live when you realize that you have a purpose on this earth it's like oh i need to be here so you start making better decisions healthier decisions you start thinking about who you're hanging around should i do this should i not should i not so this vision board or having a vision for your life oh it's just so important because that could be what's grounding you to you know, move forward. It's basically like, um, what is it called? A roadmap for your life. And so, but if someone doesn't have vision um, or doesn't have a purpose, you know, what there are a lot of disadvantages to that. Oh, my life don't matter. So I'm going to do this. It don't matter that I, I'm ended up in jail. It doesn't matter that I do drugs or, you know, whatever the, you know, the environment is throwing at you. But when you realize, oh, I have something to give the world. You just start to think a bit different. So I love that you're giving them a roadmap to, you know, really have a vision for their lives. And, you know, like the Bible says, um, I don't know. the I don't know the scripture, but it was like, uh, y'all know the one who was like, 
the one that he perished if you don't have yeah he who doesn't have purpose per- i don't think i said it right either but i know which one you're talking about where yeah. there's a lack of purpose he the people will perish or something like that something like that or, or was that vision i think that was like a vision anyways so the last class which seems so fun Kobe, were you about to say something because it looked like he was about to jump into the double dutch um spa day oh why they get to end with the spa day talk more about that yes so spa day is the last class um because it is a class where how do i say this so the kids we want them to feel good right we want them to understand that at a young age you can take care of yourself right you can make yourself feel good um and so so it's a it's also a self-reflection class from the first first four weeks to summarize what they've learned um but then we decorate the class we play soothing music um we provide food and other things to make them have a good time um but then we also have so for example we'll have a special activity sometimes um where the girls will get manicures we've done yoga meditation um we've done dance um we actually did spa day with father middle school on thursday and we had an artist come out um actually she taught virtually she lives in the philippines and she taught the kids um um we talked about self-care and they had an image of themselves that she helped them to or talk, or walk them through how to draw out. And then they uh, drew out icons of things that they enjoy to do, right? And so we talked about how to de-stress and do those things that, that, you, that you wrote down or you drew out on your self-care um, sheet that you can refer to if you're having a bad day, if you're feeling angry, you know, maybe if you wrote, if you drew out reading, like reading, then take pause you know, and then read a book or read a chapter or, you know, or if you like to draw, like a place, whatever that is for you, whenever you're not feeling aligned or you're not feeling centered, or you're not feeling good about yourself or not feeling good in general, then take the time to pause and do what you want to enjoy, right? Self-care. Um, and then they go through too many workshops to help them. Um, I mean, too many workshops, shop, too many workshops. So one is gratitude, right? Um, recognizing people in your life that you appreciate and why you appreciate them and how you can show appreciation um, to them. And then the second one is um, our self-love um, workshop where they, we get the kids to write a, a letter to themselves, right? a, love letter, a love letter to themselves, right? And so we want them to keep those, um, keep that information to remind themselves that they are loved, they are worthy, they're valued. Um, and then give um, for the gratitude section, they have a letter that they write to the person that they show gratitude to. That person could be living or have passed away. If they're living, they give them that letter. If they pass away, they keep it as a reminder that, that they appreciate that person, right? Um, and so we have them work on those activities um, because we want them to understand even at nine years old, at 10, 12, 19, you can take care of yourself, you know? And it looks like, it looks like many things, so. Alicia was there for that class and she did an activity. She did the activity with the kids. And so I think it was a good time. 
Love it. Girl, it sounds like so much fun. And I just want to like stay there for a moment because I literally had to learn in my adulthood how to like just take care of myself, self-care and like, know it's okay to go get a massage and to rest and to relax and pamper yourself and get your nails done and all these things that, you know, may come normal for other people. But it was just like, I just was, you know, taught work, 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 go, go, go. And then, you know, maybe take a nap, rest, sleep, and then get back to the grind. But it is important to, to really have that balance and to know like, Yes, this is this is just, if not more important than doing all the grinding and the work and to do that yeah. thing that puts that fills your tank back up. Like when you burnt out, you got to pour back into it. So do that thing and do it unapologetically and not be, feel guilty about doing, you know, taking care of yourself. So that that's really good. That's a great thing to plant in the young mind so that they can forever keep that with them when they transition into their young adult and adulthood i love it so much i know you have other programs well that's the completion of the um breaking the cycle program i know you have an internship program um and you have course programs as well is there anything else that i'm missing that you guys do as a um nonprofit? um yeah so we also have virtual volunteer opportunities where people can uh, work with the organization and lend their expertise to help us grow. Um, they are remote positions, just like our internship, which is also um, remote. People work from home. Um, and so with that, we've had people from all over the world that have volunteered with us, um, which is pretty, we've had, we had our first batch of, of volunteers, virtual volunteers. Uh, we had three volunteers, one was from Canada, one lived in the UK and then one um, lived in Egypt, right? And so they were our first, so we're looking to get more people to fill in those positions because our goal is to scale so that we can replicate this and do this, um, and have Choose to Do Inc. all over the world. That's the goal. So we have that. Um, and then we have what we call project initiatives that we launched um, after COVID where we collaborate um, with like-minded businesses or individuals to help us, um, they collaborate on a curriculum um, and then we pilot it. And then if it's successful, we keep the curriculum and we continue to run it throughout the year. Um, and we just plug in other instructors that fit into that initiative. So we did our first one called the Mindfulness Project, which we piloted in uh, March, where we collaborated with um, three yoga instructors and meditation instructors. So they help us put together the curriculum. And we dedicate the curriculum to, the, to them. So now that it's set in stone that these individuals have the ones that helped us to create this curriculum. Um, and then we ran it with a group of kids at after school program. Um, and the purpose of that was to get the kids to, to teach them skill sets on how they can um, um, have a balanced lifestyle, right? How they can also learn to distress. And so we give them yoga mats and give them water bottles, water bottles, water bottles that they can keep for themselves to help them with the activity um, once we're done with the class. So we did that and that was pretty successful. So we're looking for mo more um, yoga instructors, meditation instructors for our next session of the mindfulness project. So yeah, we've been doing those um, initiatives and then people can always donate, right? That's how we are able to survive and sustain and impact more youth is through donations, sponsorships, and grants. 
Um, and then lastly, we have volunteers that work with the kids directly. We call them youth mentors. So you can come out, work with the kids in a group setting, work on the activities with them, talk to them, engage with them while you're there. Um, and then we have people who we call collaborators that come out to teach the class to the kids, whether it's virtually or in person. So those are some ways that people can support the organization. That's awesome. So how can they find you and sign so, up? And donate. I'm sorry. <laughs> how can they find you so they can sign up, donate, volunteer? Um, yes, yeah, so you can go to our website at www.choosetodoinc.org to register to volunteer um, and also to donate. Um, we have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at, and that's at Choose to Do Inc., which is C H O O S E T O D O I N C. Um, and then we have a YouTube channel where we have all of our online classes, um, which are self help and self reflective classes for communities to watch and is free. Um, and that is at Choose to Do Inc. on YouTube. Love it. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> what about uh, comments on YouTube from Bryson Jackson? He said the scripture is, I think a man without vision will perish. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, and thank you so much, Dozy. I mean, I just love what you're doing for the community. And so, guys, y'all better go to, y'all better, I was playing, y'all at least follow Choose to Do Inc. on Instagram, Facebook, I forgot what the ones that you said that you had, Twitter, and go to Choose to Do Inc. and donate. Donate your money and donate your time if you have some expertise and you want to volunteer. Um, but go ahead and drop some dollars first because, um, you know, money helps us um, scale. And also, it's just going to a really good cause to help um, our, our community. So y'all know what time it is. Oh, no, Jazz, you're on mute. <laughs> I've been ad-libbing this whole time, like, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> y'all can hear me, though. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all know what time it is. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you transform your life for the demise. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, I am strong. So on them days, you're feeling sick and tired, down and out, not like your best self. Don't affirm that over your life. Instead, speak uplifting, positive affirmations over your life and watch how God begins to just transform it for the better. Today, there is five of us, but I'm affirming that there are millions, billions, trillions of y'all out here tuned in and generations to come. And we gonna go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmations. So who wants to go first? Hi. Oh, okay, I'll go, I'll go. I am being the change I want to see in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am choosing to do more for my community. I am replacing 
negative habits with positive habits. Oh, that's <laughs> um, I am young, powerful, and successful. Ooh. Alicia. <laughs> God is within her. She will not fail. Oh, bomb. Oh, that's a way wow. to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to hear that though. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow Soul Feeling everywhere. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, so follow us there and share this episode with everyone. Um, because I know your soul was fed and also follow Choose to Do Ink on all their social media platforms as well. And if you're listening to us on whatever platform, make sure you subscribe. Just hit that subscribe button. Do it right now. Um, but if, most importantly, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I need you to give us a five-star rating and write something soulful and sweet so we can get up and up and up on the ranking so more people's soul could be filled in fed. We love you guys so much. We will talk to you later.